Hello, everyone. I'm Kevin Gastola, the managing editor for Shadowproof, also the curator of the Dissenter newsletter. Welcome to a new and improved version of the Dissenter Weekly. Some of you may have watched our weekly uh, Dissenter updates over the last couple of years. We used to do this live. We have now gone to a podcast form that is recorded every week. You'll be able to listen to this. It will run about 10 to 15 minutes, and you'll get highlights of whistleblower stories that we believe are going undercovered or need to be given additional attention. Uh, the stories about the Facebook whistleblower, we do not need to amplify. I'll use that as an example that's getting enough attention from the establishment media. And so we'll push that aside and unless there's an additional comment to be made about that whistleblower. And we'll stick to these stories that are not being given the attention they deserve. We'll look for local stories, state stories, and other international stories that are of great importance when it comes to the need to support whistleblowers globally. We'll cover the Julian Assange case, and we'll cover other cases of people who are being prosecuted for speaking out. We'll challenge those in power who are engaged in campaigns of retaliation, who are building up climates of fear in order to suppress the spread of information that is in the public interest that could expose corruption. And we'll do so with uh, an eye towards promoting whistleblowing as a human right. It's a companion. This is a companion of the Dissenter newsletter, which I encourage you to go subscribe to by going to thedissenter.org if you are not a subscriber already. And so uh, to begin, let's start with our first story, which is that a New York, New York State has expanded the whistleblower protection law for workers. Labor law was amended and it was signed by Governor Kathy Hochul. It should improve protections for workers who face retaliation by employers when they become whistleblowers. Beginning in January of 2022, the law will change the requirements so workers no longer have to disclose something in violation of laws or regulations to be protected. Now they only need a quote-unquote reasonable belief, end quote. Workers also no longer have to demonstrate what they're allegedly exposing uh, and prove that it posed a substantial and specific danger to the public health or safety. They'll just need to believe that what they witnessed was and did uh, endanger public health or safety. Independent contractors will finally be covered Actions by an employer to prevent a former employee from obtaining future employment will be prohibited. And if a worker believes reporting to their supervisor would result in the destruction of evidence or that the supervisor already knows about the wrongdoing and is not correcting it, then they'll be allowed to go to a public body instead of being required to blow the whistle to their employer. The changes give whistleblower plaintiffs a right to a jury trial. They may now be able to seek injunctive relief, reinstatement of their job, a lost compensation. They'll be able to pursue a civil penalty of up to $10,000, punitive damages, 
and they will be able to seek the reimbursement of attorney's fees and costs that they may have incurred while bringing this action. Our next story is the Senate Judiciary Committee passes amendments to the False Claims Act. Legislation to expand these protections to one of the oldest whistleblower laws in the United States was passed by the Senate Judiciary Committee at the end of October. The False Claims Act has historically empowered whistleblowers to challenge corporate fraud, especially the defrauding of government agencies. Steve Cohn, the founder of the National Whistleblower Center, said pressure from the American Hospital Association initially delayed the vote because they do not like how whistleblowers have used the law in recent years to challenge hospital and medical contractors engaged in Medicare and Medicaid fraud. Importantly, the amendments block the American Hospital Association and other corporate interest groups from being able to successfully argue in any federal court that the False Claims Act permits federal contractors to escape accountability. That is, this law will once again be a strong mechanism for challenging corporate fraud. This next story is a state appeals court in Texas stopped Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton's effort to prevent a whistleblower lawsuit against him. Paxton argued he was exempt from the state's whistleblower law because he is an elected official. The appeals court concluded if Paxton's argument were to prevail, it would strip, quote, whistleblower protections from employees who might report misconduct by the thousands of elected officials throughout the state, particularly those who direct and lead the agencies of this state, end quote. And under the law, a, quote, state employer cannot fire an employee because he reports illegal conduct by the employer, even when it is that act of reporting that causes the employer to lose confidence or feel the employee lacks loyalty, the appeals court added. They defended the right of employees to not face retaliation for whistleblowing. Paxton stands accused by multiple whistleblowers of bribery and abuse of office when he allegedly used the Texas Attorney General's office to serve the interests of a political donor, Austin real estate investor, Nate Paul. Our next story is whistleblower says Colorado Mental Hospital kept patient quote, unconstitutionally confined, end quote. The Gazette, a newspaper in Colorado Springs, reports that Erica Palmer, a psychologist at the Colorado Mental Health Institute at Pueblo, has come forward as a whistleblower to allege officials at the state's primary mental hospital, quote, unnecessarily and illegally blocked, end quote, the release of a man who had recovered. Hospital staff who fought his continued confinement were threatened with termination. David Hofschneider was previously found not guilty of attempted murder when he fired shots in his apartment and wounded two neighbors. It was determined that he was in a, quote, medically induced delirium, end quote. He was sent to a mental hospital for treatment as part of a plea agreement. His lawyer, Mark Scabavea, told the Gazette that other patients have faced, quote, unwarranted confinement, end quote, and staffers who stick up for patients face retaliation. Hofschneider is now living under conditional release conditions that are themselves cumbersome. But without Palmer coming forward, Hofschneider believes officials would have tried to keep him in the mental hospital for the rest of his life. 
He is suing a number of mental hospital employees for allegedly violating his right to life, liberty, and due process, and for conspiring to keep him institutionalized by inventing a mental illness he did not have. For further reading, go to 5280 Magazine, 5280 Magazine at 5280.com and read their feature story, Dire Consequences of Pleading Not Guilty by Reason of Insanity in Colorado by Dahlia Singer. Our final story is EPA's own survey shows employees fear retaliation and pressure to alter science. A majority of environmental protection agency scientists surveyed by the agency in May indicated they are unable to, quote, do their work knowing they are protected from intimidation or coercion to alter scientific data or findings, end quote. The survey also found that nearly half of the scientists who responded do not believe they can, quote, openly express, end quote, scientific opinions about the EPA's work, quote, without fear of retaliation, end quote. Public Employees for Environmental Responsibility, or PEER, which represents employees in the EPA, including whistleblowers, published the results from 2,608 scientists. The results were obtained through a Freedom of Information Act request. These survey results depict an EPA where politics routinely tramples science with no rescue in sight, declared Pacific PEER Director Jeff Rook, who shared doubts that the state of scientific integrity has improved since President Donald Trump's term ended. And now in order to wrap the show, uh, we have a update on Julian Assange's case, the WikiLeaks founder. And this is a case that the Dissenter Weekly has covered extremely closely for the past years, especially since he was indicted back in April 2019. And so uh, what we're going to highlight now is just to say uh, we are awaiting the decision from the High Court of Justice. And in this past week, it was as if we were being trolled. It was as if the Assange legal team was being trolled by the State Department and also this media freedom coalition in the United Kingdom, which marked the International Day to End Impunity for Crimes Against Journalists. But they were not showing solidarity, obviously, with Julian Assange. And yet their statement most definitely should be, if we are to take it seriously, applied to Assange. And every word in which they stood behind should be turned back around on them to ask them what they are doing to Julian Assange, who was in jail at Belmarsh High Security Prison, still facing a political prosecution. They said, and this is from the United States State Department, a free and independent press holds leaders accountable, protects the rights of citizens, and ensures our communities are well-informed. In too many countries, journalists face the threat of violence or imprisonment for their reporting. The United States condemns threats, harassment, and violence targeting journalists and media workers. Increasingly, these threats come from governments reaching beyond their borders, including through misuse of digital surveillance tools that track journalists' communications and whereabouts to constrain the ability of journalists to report on government corruption or repression. No members of the press should be threatened, harassed, physically attacked, or arrested for doing their job. I don't think anybody listening would disagree, but I think we would ask that you not troll us, 
and that you stop prosecuting Julian Assange. With that, I thank you for tuning in to the Dissenter Weekly. We'll be back next week, but until then, please go to our channel, hit the subscribe button if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to us on Spotify or any other podcasting platforms in which this show is available, please make sure you are following or subscribing to this so that you know when the show is posted every week. And we'll be back soon.